abundance. We all want more of it. Health, relationships, career, prosperity. To be human is to strive for more. There's ample advice on how to create abundance. We need to have positive thoughts and believe in ourselves. But what happens if positive thinking doesn't come naturally? Are we doomed? I'm Jill McCabe, author, entrepreneur, negative thinker turned optimist, and your host on the Thinking Vitamins podcast. For years, I struggled to believe in myself. And for years, I fell short of my goals and aspirations. Until I learned a nifty bit of neuroscience that taught me how we can all rewire our brains to have more positive thoughts, self-belief, and abundance. That's what I created Thinking Vitamins for. Thinking vitamins are sticky ideas, mantras, and perspective shifts that retrain your brain to expect good things to happen to you. So I ask you, are you ready to boost your abundance? Let's dive in. I am so excited about this episode of the Thinking Vitamins podcast, where I am going to be interviewing Michelle Jacoby about all things love, how to create a happy and healthy relationship. And who better to know about this than my good friend, Michelle. Michelle is a matchmaker, dating and relationship expert, and the founder of CEO of DC Matchmaking, a small boutique matchmaking and coaching company for commitment-minded singles in the Washington DC area. She's also the co-founder of the Matchmakers Alliance, an organization that brings together top matchmakers and dating coaches from all over the world to collaborate. Michelle teaches body language for dating and runs smart dating boot camps for single women nationwide, I think worldwide. And she's also the author of the number one international bestseller, Never waste time on the wrong man again. And before the episode, ladies, she also teaches ladies how to dress for dates because she has, you'll have to follow her. She has a new company that sells clothing that are hot date or actually classy date approved. Now, the reason I wanted to talk to Michelle about love is because I read her fantastic book, Never Waste Time on the Wrong Man Again. And in that book were a lot of insights about love and what we're looking for from relationships and what we're expecting from relationships and how to actually have a great relationship when you're in one. And I felt that book would help someone in a relationship have a better relationship. If you're looking for a relationship, it will help you end up with a healthy relationship and so I thought a big part of abundance is who and how we're sharing our life with others. And so that is why we're going to chat with Michelle Jacoby today about how to create a happy and healthy relationship. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me on the show. I'm excited to be here. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. I appreciate it so much. And I love the fact that you read my whole book. <laughs> thank you for reading the book. I'm so happy that you did. And I'm happy that you liked it. Well, Michelle and I actually met because we used the same book coach uh, for my book, It's Go Time. And she we were in different sort of cohorts, but that's how we met. And her energy, well, you'll see for yourself, listeners, her energy is just divine. And so since we're 
chatting about the book already, one of the things I liked, I mean, you know, before the show, you mentioned, hey, I'm not like a, a therapist or this or that. And I said, no, you're just this person who knows so much about having a healthy relationship. Maybe you can tell the listeners a little bit about your backstory about how did you come to be in a happy and healthy relationship? Thank you for asking. I get this question all the time, like, how did you get into matchmaking or how did you end up being a coach? Because really, the majority of what I do now is actually coaching women. And it all started many, many years ago. Um, after my divorce, I got divorced at 35. And then I just started dating. And maybe some of your listeners are single moms. I was a single mom. And I ended up in some relationships, a couple of them, but one in particular that was really unhappy and really unhealthy. And, you know, I think of myself as a very intelligent person and I had everything in my life exactly where I wanted it. But the one thing that I was so frustrated with was the fact that I wasn't able to find that healthy, happy relationship. So I remember in my early 40s sitting down and looking at myself in a mirror after having just cried for about a half an hour in the shower, to be honest, and thinking to myself, you know, why can't I have this? What, what is holding me back from having a healthy and happy relationship? And so I sat down for an entire day and wrote a dating plan for myself. And I looked at what I was doing wrong and what I could be doing differently. And I created a very black and white rule-based plan for myself. And as soon as I started implementing this plan, the quality of men who entered my life just skyrocketed. And then I, not, not too long after that, I met my husband. We just had our 10-year wedding anniversary on this past Friday. And I can't tell you how beautiful it feels to be loved right. You know, in my mid-40s, I had never been loved right. I had never really felt like my needs were met in a relationship and that a relationship felt easy and fun. And I have that now. And so what I did was I started teaching the program I made for myself to my clients. And it really works. And so I, I always say I'm not just a matchmaker and a dating coach. I'm a person who happens to have a beautiful relationship because I worked hard to have it. And that's what I teach my clients to do. Oh, I just got chills that's such a I love your story your your book is so helpful I think you you spoke to a couple of things that piqued my curiosity one you just talked about those rules and I thought that was such a you know that was such a great activity listeners if you are in a relationship or if you are looking for a relationship this is equally important if you think your relationship is anything less than healthy and happy do you know that every single day you get to start a new life? Every single day. So you can learn from Michelle, whether you are looking for a relationship or whether you want to create a happy relationship, what Michelle has to teach will help. Now, the other thing you said, Michelle, that really got me going was loved right. Can you yeah. speak more to being loved right? That was just like, oh. Felt like yeah. something everybody to, yeah. should get. I talk to women all the time. You know, I just I just got off a call with someone who was in her mid fifties, uh, I think, and she said to me, "I don't know that I've ever been loved right in a relationship." And I'm I've done all my work, and I'm really really ready and excited to be in a relationship that works. And um, being loved right means that your needs are met, which means that you feel safe, you feel treasured, you know, you have fun. Everything is is relatively easy. And I'm not saying that relationships are you know, a cakewalk, but if your relationship feels hard, you're probably in the wrong one or need to do your work with your partner or with yourself. So um, I teach my clients and I really believe that relationships are like a garden. 
So imagine you have this beautiful garden and you have to go every day and pull a weed here or there. So weeding your garden in a relationship is having a conversation when something comes up that might not be diff- that might be a little difficult, but you have those conversations. It's sort of like the maintenance, right? Letting your partner know what you need and being somewhat vulnerable and having your partner respond and having those conversations. But what happens if you don't do that is you end up with like a garden full of gunk. Like, so going in the garden every day is nice. It's nice outside. It smells good. You enjoy being there. But when you don't tend to your garden, you end up with like this horrible mess and you go in and it's miserable. So I really think that if you're in a relationship that is not easy or you have neglected weeding, right, it's so important to get to a place where your relationship feels good. If you wake up every day um, and you think about how did my relationship make me feel yesterday? We're at the end of the day. How did it make me feel today? You know, and I actually used to, used to teach people to get a calendar and color code how your relationship made you feel. So if it made you feel great, maybe it was blue. And if it made you feel bad, it was red. And if it made you feel just neutral, it was purple. And the thing is, if you take, if you fill that out and then you take a step back and you look at the month of April or May or June, you can see trends in your relationships. You can see how your relationship makes you feel right? And if your relationship's not making you feel good on a regular basis, you have a lot of work to do or you're in the wrong one. That's, I love the simplicity of that. And as you were talking about color coding your days, I was like, okay, yeah, I guess that could be if you're really sort of looking. And then when you said zoom out, I was like, oh yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I was looking at your face (laughs) and she was thinking, where's Michelle going with this? But seriously, it's very, love is blind. It's it's cool. It's very hard when you're in a relationship because you want it to work you're committed, you've put a lot of time and energy in, right? And so you just keep going. But when you take a step back and you look, is this relationship enhancing my happiness or is it depleting my happiness? If it's not enhancing your happiness, you really need to reflect as to why that is. And it could be that you haven't been weeding. It could be that you're with someone who's, who's not a healthy person. It could be that you have work to do. But you know, the first step in finding and being in a healthy relationship is acknowledging if it's not. I think the fastest way to find the right person is to move away from the wrong person quickly. So I love, I love this. I love the idea of seeing what you have right now, because in, in my book, it's go time, which teaches a performance model that people can use. I say a lot of people think that achieving goals starts with setting goals, but it actually doesn't. It starts with a current state analysis, right? You need to know where you are. Then you determine where you want to go. Then you fill in the gap. I mean, that's just, that's actually, that's science, right? So a lot of people, so I love what you're saying about that. You know, if I, and I think back to a relationship I had, oh, decades ago, but I think back to every day going, it's going to be better today. And then disappoint. And if I would have had that tool back then, I think it would have been so helpful for me to just get like, is this a red calendar, a purple calendar, a blue calendar? <laughs> it's really cool. So I, I love that idea because that's really grounded in, we need to know where we are and self-reflection. I talk a lot about self-leadership is it's like where it's all about. So I love that. You brought up a couple of things. Let's talk about What do you think are, so we're talking about how to create healthy, happy relationships where you and your partner feel loved right, where you both feel loved right, right? Is that, so do you want to speak to some of the, and you talked about weeding, 
Yeah, I wonder we, if they, I, they I might talk about. I talk about weeding only because people have this idea that relationships are hard. And I want to be really clear that they're not meant to be hard. If you do the weeding every day, they're, they're, it doesn't feel hard. If a relationship feels hard. Can you talk more hard, to what weeding is? Like that, I'm so curious about that. And I, I, to you and I, I think we know. But if someone's currently struggling with their relationship, I wonder if maybe, listener, if you need to know a little bit more about yeah. weeding. How do I do that? Weeding is saying, this is what I, this is what I need from you, or this is how I feel, instead of holding things in. Weeding is saying to your partner, um, you know, what do you need from me? Is there, you know, talking about how, how is our relationship feeling? It's just really connecting in a way where you're, you deeply care about your partner's happiness and your partner deeply cares about your happiness. And it's a collaborative relationship. So, you know, you're meeting and you're talking about it. If something comes up and your feelings are hurt, you don't just swallow it, you say, my feelings were hurt and this is why. So it's just whatever comes up, it's reconnecting in your intimacy and really advocating for yourself. If something's not working for you, saying, you know, what you did or what you said didn't feel good or it hurt me or I wish, you know, I wish that, I don't like the word wish, I would like for you to do more of this or less of this. You know, it's just really advocating for yourself and being open and feeling safe being vulnerable. And that's a big deal because some relationships, it's not safe to be vulnerable. And if that's the case, you're either in the wrong relationship or you have work to do with your partner. Yeah, I love that. Is, those are such great illustrations. And I think back to a time when I was working a lot on a relationship. And I mean, we nurture what we, we've accepted what we're getting. And there have been times in the past where I've been you know, if I'm being honest, listener, shh, don't tell anyone. Uh, but I've been, you know, why is all this stuff happening to me and not fully sort of saying, why have I allowed this into my life over and over for sustained periods? And Michelle, I have to think that's what you refer to as doing your work. So can you speak? Oh, oh and listener, I have been doing my work and that's not the case anymore. But I would love to hear Michelle's thoughts on what doing your work is all about. Yeah. Doing your work is really getting in touch with yourself and understanding if there are patterns in your love life, really understanding where they come from. They usually come from our childhood. Um, you know, if you grew up in a drama filled house, drama feels like love where a healthy relationship might not feel exciting. It might feel boring. It's like you're literally, um, you have, synapses and pathways in your brain and it's like neurology right so really understanding where where why do i keep making these same choices how can i make different choices or why don't i feel comfortable holding strong boundaries so that i end up in relationships that don't serve me or why don't i feel comfortable speaking what i need was that dangerous in my childhood there's so many different things you can explore um, and I'm not a therapist, but sometimes I feel like a therapist. Um, and there's wonderful books to read about dating and relationships. Um, there's so many that I could recommend. But I really feel like doing one's work is taking a look at oneself, one's choices, you know, and just really, some people have emotions and don't even understand their own emotions. We're so busy that we don't even stop to think, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? So being self-aware and self-reflective is really just part of the foundation of ending up in a healthy relationship. You know, some people move so fast, they never stop and slow down and think, 
who am I? How do I feel? What matters to me? You know, how am I in relationships? Like you really have to do your work. What are that? Well, thank you for diving into that a little. This is, this is true, uh, whether you want to date or whether you want to have a healthy love relationship or building a business, I, you say, I'm not a therapist, but sometimes I feel like one. And in my work with clients, you know, establishing and growing their businesses, it's the same thing because my new, my next book that I'm currently writing, which is about uh, listeners of Thinking Vitamins know about this, uh, Formula for Abundance, the Science and Spirit, uh, Ways to Get There. One of the things that I've been discovering to be more and more true is the fun thing about doing your work is that when you do it, it's not just happy and healthy love relationships, right? You're going to have a better business. You're going to have better friendships. You're going to get along with your family better. You're going to get a healthy love partnership that we've sort of been sold on this idea that it's one thing at a time. But when you come to your relationship from having done your work, it's like everything's going to get better. Is that something you've seen with your clients too, that as they sort of do their stuff, it's not just their romantic partnership that is getting better? I love that you're saying this 100%. I get, I get, I get feedback from my clients all the time that the skills that they learn in my programs impact every aspect of their life, their friendships, their, their, their career, everything. Because when you really truly value yourself and you insist on getting your needs met and you insist on being heard, but you know how to do it in a kind way that's loving and that doesn't distance people from you, it does impact every single aspect of your life. When you set goals and then you decide you're going to take steps to attain them, right? I mean. I always say you would never start a business without a business plan, but people are searching for the person that's going to impact their happiness more than any other human, right? I mean, your your life partner, and they don't have a dating plan. You know, I didn't have a dating plan until I made one. And I realized how important, how imperative it was to have a plan. And so, yes, having a plan and then, you know, the skills that you need to be in a healthy relationship translate everywhere in your life 100%. They really do. I will, listeners, I am going to tell you, I'm going to repeat the name of Michelle's book, Never Waste Time on the Wrong Man Again. I don't care if you're a woman in a relationship or a man or a woman looking for love. There is gold in this book for everyone on the planet because one of the things I was in a relationship when I read her book and I got so many tools that I was able to apply. So you can, you can the wrong man, you're, you know, if you have the wrong man, consider that you might be the wrong woman or man, depending on what kind of relationship you have. And it might be never waste time on the wrong woman again, whatever your situation is. When you, I followed Michelle's um, tools and was able to recreate relationships I have and her ideas about how to have, in particular, conversations around difficult things were easy. And I am a, my form, in my past life, I was a communications trainer and organization. So I know this like whole big, deep, rigorous way of doing this. But Michelle gives you such easy conversation starters. She gives you like actual, like say this using these words. And they're, they're so ready to go for you. You don't have to do all this hard work of becoming a communications trainer. Just use 
her tools because she'll help you start relationship uh, conversations about your relationship, about tricky things with love so that they can finish. And she'll say, she'll also give you scenarios. Like if it goes this way, do this. If it goes this way, do this. And so you're really guided through either creating that new relationship or recreating the relationship you have or not continuing with the relationship you have. I love the neutrality of, of that, those options, but I think her book can be used by everybody. That's so nice of you. Thank you. I love your perspective because, you know, your, your perspective to my book is unique. I really appreciate what you took from it. You know, I get messages from people who've read it, who've said, I was in a relationship when I read your book and I ended it. I realized that it wasn't serving me. I had one person who read my book. She had ended a relationship a year before and she said, I made a mistake. And she let me know now that she's engaged. She went back to someone. She realized that she had, yeah, she had, she had made a mistake. And I've had my male clients read the book and say, this is really helpful, especially if you have an issue with holding strong boundaries. Um, I think this book is especially good at helping, at helping you um, feel comfortable speaking your truth and what you need from someone in a kind way. Um, that, that is a powerful way. So you don't feel like you're being needy. You're just saying, this is what works for me. This is what I need. If you can't give it to me, then this is not the right relationship. And I also like to point out that if a relationship isn't working, sometimes it doesn't matter why it's not working. If a partner is not showing up as the partner that you need, we often try to figure as we're women, we try to figure out why we want to dive deep into why and how could it be this way or that way. At the end of the day, if something, if someone can't show up as the partner you need, they can't show up as the partner you need. Uh Okay, so I'm going to speak to this. This is so important because this is whether it's your love match or whether it's any person in your life, creating healthy and happy relationships. What Michelle just said about the woman who got in touch with her and then, you know, came back and now they're engaged. There might have, they may be needed that time apart to return to each other having maybe done their work or inviting in a new relationship. And I will tell you that I have recreated many relationships. And one of the things I teach about is not, you know, like Michelle sort of never waste time on the wrong man again with her book. One of the things I teach about, and I have like at least a chapter of that in my book is, you know, make sure you're socially surrounded by, by good people. And sometimes you need to terminate relationships and each person goes through something and then you can come back and you actually create a brand new relationship. You don't have to go, you know, you're actually in a new relationship. Yeah, it's completely different. I think what happened in her case was she needed a completely new perspective on what a healthy relationship looked like. I think she had a list of things that she was, you know, wanting from a partner, a list, you know, all the preferences and the things you want. But when she got really clear on what a beautiful relationship looks like and what kind of qualities you really should be looking for in a partner, she reassessed. Let's talk about that because that's something that I really got from your book too. I got a little bit of a, you know, like, uh, yeah, I, there were some things that Michelle said that said, come on, what are you looking for? This, this, and this, nah, look for that, that, and that. So Michelle, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. I like to joke. And I've told this joke in my book that I've never had, I've never been on a, you know, had a conversation with somebody and said, why is your husband a wonderful husband 
And she says, because he's six foot two. That's like, just never happened. <laughs> I mean, sure, you like tall men, great. But you know, if you're going to stick to men who are over six feet tall, you've just eliminated 70% of the population. So what I teach my clients to do is you can have as many preferences as you want. You can have a hundred preferences. Preferences are things like tall, lives close to me, is an extrovert, you know, all those different qualities that, that you have in your mind, like I should be with someone like this, or I'd like to be. Those are preferences. But your needs are the things that will really ultimately impact your happiness. And those are things like, um, I need to be with a partner who has high self-esteem, who's emotionally healthy. If you guys get anything out of this podcast, any one thing, let that be the thing. Okay, low self-esteem in one or two partners, like you working on yourself. So now if you're, if you're single and looking for a partner, the one thing, the gift you can give yourself is to find a partner with high self-esteem because the one thing that causes drama in relationships is low self-esteem, right? So that's one thing that I make all my clients put on their list of needs as number one. And the next could be like, say you want to have kids. I must be with someone who wants to have children or I must be with someone who, here's one, I must be with someone who like really is excited to be with me and who likes me exactly as I am and who shows me through his words and his actions consistently every single day. That was on my list of needs. And you know what I ended up with? A husband who shows me through his words and his actions that he's absolutely in love with me every single day because that's what I decided to have, right? And I wrote it down. So your needs are the things that you must have. I maybe, maybe you need to be with a financial adult, you know, someone who will never jeopardize your financial security. That's different than wanting to be with a rich guy. Do you see the difference? Right? So being with a rich guy could be a preference, but being with a financial adult, that could be a need, someone who makes you feel safe. So I think getting really clear on what you need versus what you want is really important because a lot of women are looking for their preferences and they over-eliminate. And I would say women, men, we, I think that's, I got that so strongly from your book and it was such a welcome lesson, Michelle, that there's something else you said in, in and around that spot that I'll add here because it was like, what are you looking for from this person? Like, you know, it's okay to have friends too. Like, cause I think at that point you're like, oh my gosh, like, are you just going to, yeah, go, please speak to it because it was great. Yeah. Well, I think that we expect way too much from our partners, right? I mean, if we go back 200 years, what was your partner? I mean, your partner was someone to keep you safe and you made babies. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that's, you know, I'm a feminist. I'm not saying, but we now have this idea that our partner needs to be, um, you know, intellectually stimulating, needs to be a sex god. We have to have the best sex of our lives. We need to have this person be our best friend. Maybe they can financially support us or create, you know, financial stability for us. Maybe they're going to be, I don't know, someone that I can go running with and somebody that I can, they're going to have the most amazing family. I could go on all day. We have this idea of all these things that our partner is going to bring into our lives, right? That is not what a partner is. I had, I, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a friend years ago who was dating a woman and he was, he was thinking about ending the relationship because he said, she's not quite as intellectually intelligent as I am. And I said to him, yeah, but 
Do you guys have a great relationship? Yeah, we have fun together. Do you trust her? Yes. Do you have great sex? Yes. Do you have the same life goals? Yes. I kept asking all these questions. And then I looked at him and I said, you know, her job is not to intellectually stimulate you. You can take a class or read a freaking book. Okay. So he had like this little aha moment and now they're happily married. They have children. They have a beautiful marriage actually. And it's like, he just expected her to be everything. You're, nobody's going to be your everything. You know, I thought that Anyways, was, I hope that's it's helpful. so helpful because I think if we want a healthy, happy relationship, which why wouldn't we, uh, so we, let's just say we all want every, anyone listening to thinking vitamins podcast definitely wants a healthy and happy relationship. And if that's what we're looking for, then reasonable expectations you know, you know, I want, I want all my social needs met. I want all my, when you sort of wrote, I want all my intellectual needs met. I want all my financial needs, needs met. It becomes like when you look at the way, when you, the way you wrote it, it was, it made me laugh because it was like, okay, yes, I can be cared for every day, or I can have someone who's a financial adult, or it, it made me realize and that is part of creating a healthy relationship, I believe, because a healthy relationship isn't suffocating one person and saying, you owe me all of this and you don't want them doing that to you. Well, let's flip it. Yeah, yeah let's flip it. You don't want someone expecting all of that from you. You're just a person, You're just a person. you know, trying to love another person, you know, so the idea that you would have to be someone's everything. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. And you know what? Different relationships have different um, strengths, right? Some people have deep intellectual conversations where my husband and I actually, we love doing stuff together. We, I mean, every relationship is different. And, you know, finding the one that just feels like home to you is what matters. And I always tell people the right relationship, first of all, the word that I hear from my clients is it's comfortable. They don't, I don't hear like huge chemistry. And it was, I hear when they first met, he or she made me feel really comfortable like I could be myself. And I think the right relationship, if I could liken it to anything, it, it sort of feels like warm chocolate chip cookies and a comfortable, like your favorite pair of jeans. It's like delicious and comfortable. You know, that's, it's, that's the way I think the right relationship should feel to you. And if it doesn't feel like that, you need to think about why. So there was a book you suggested I read, which I did. It was called Attached mm, by Amir Levine. Good and book. yeah, well, you recommended it. I read it and sh suggested some of my friends read it as well. And that one spoke to that a little bit because I did, I wrote this down on my notes that I wanted to ask you more about this boring piece <laughs> because you did, you mentioned, you know, it might earlier you said boring just now you said comfortable like chocolate chip cookie which is lovely and like. and they spoke to that as well they're more that was more technical book psychology but it was more about that sometimes that excitement this was a big lesson for me sometimes that charge that excitement is not actually love that's actually a, yeah. a I can't remember so you'll probably correct correct me I welcome you to but it's that actually was triggering. Well, it's actually anxiety. Yeah, is it what was it triggering is. my childhood abandonment um, issues, and so that 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 can what I used to think of as love chemistry was actually not love chemistry at all. It was a trigger to like childhood trauma, 
and I was confused. Wow, that's so interesting that you got that out of this book. I'm going to recommend another book also, but first, the book you're talking about, Attached by Amir Levine, talks about our attachment styles as they relate to our love relationship, our romantic relationship. And it's really important to know your own attachment style and then to be able to assess attachment styles when you're dating or if you have a partner, what his or her attachment style is. And there are three kinds of attachment styles. One is anxious, one is secure, and one is avoidant. And I'll start with with, um, with anxious. Anxious usually means that if you feel, if you perceive of any break in the attachment, that you start to have anxiety. And what you usually do is you try to grasp tighter, which pushes the person away. So like, say you're dating someone and he's away on a trip and he says, I'm going to call you at nine o'clock. And he hasn't called by 10, 11 in your mind already. He's with somebody else. He's not thinking about you. He's like, you know, that, so what you do is you start texting, where are you? Right. So that pushes him away. So someone with an anxious attachment style, when there's any perceived gap or disconnect, you get very anxious and you start to grasp. Um, when you have a secure attachment style, that's not an issue. You're thinking, eh, he's probably at the casino having a good time. He'll call me in the morning, right? And then there's the avoidant attachment style. That's someone who has a very difficult time sitting with sustained intimacy. Sustained intimacy can feel dangerous and uncomfortable. And so they will often sabotage the inner intimacy. So when things are going really well, they'll start a fight they'll start to criticize you. There's all different ways that they can sabotage intimacy. And, you know, you may recognize yourself. There's also some crossover. You can be anxious avoidant, but really understanding what your triggers are. And then also understanding, if you understand that you're anxious, you should not date someone who's avoidant because that'll be very painful. That's a dance you don't want to dance. Definitely a good book. Um, I also think it's important when you're dating to be able to identify if someone's avoidant. According to the book, about 50% of singles are avoidant because people who are avoidant end up on the market again and again because their relationships don't work out. So that's a minefield you might want to learn how to navigate. If um, you're single, interestingly, if you're in a relationship, you can have conversations. If you're in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, because I did ask Amir Levine. I was at a matchmaking conference and I got to talk with him. And I said, if you're in a relationship with someone who's avoidant, does that mean you should get out of it? And he said, no, you just have to understand where they're coming from and you have to adjust your expectations and be more patient. So I thought that was interesting. I personally would not want to be in a relationship with someone who's avoidant. That wouldn't work for me. But for some people, if you just change your expectations and understand where they're coming from, it might be, it might be just fine. Another book that I love is by Harville Hendricks. Harville Hendricks wrote a book for couples called Keeping the Love You No, uh, Getting the Love You Want getting the love you want. It's been translated into like 30 languages. This book really dives into your childhood and how it impacts your choices now. Um, and he also wrote a book for singles called Keeping the Love You Find. I'm wondering if I'm getting them backwards, but Getting the Love You Want was an international bestseller. Keeping the Love You Find is for singles. That book is fascinating because when you started talking about your childhood and understanding how that impacts your choices and what feels comfortable and what feels uncomfortable, there's no better book to unpack that. Oh. I read that book with a pen and a pencil Just writing. Like... In the, I literally thought it was written about me personally. Me. That's my dad. That's my husband. That's awesome. that, yeah. So I think that, yeah, your listeners would really benefit from reading both of those books. I think, yeah, sure. I think if you've listened, if you've tuned into this episode, well, one of the things I, I just wanted to bring it back, I, I really felt that the the attached book, I was really able to look at some of the advice in your book 
And I, what I love about your book is that it's, I, again, I think whether you're single or attached in a relationship that needs work, whether you're a man or a woman, no matter what you're looking for, I think it's really good to go through Michelle's activities because I think that when you go through those activities, you can either create or recreate a relationship that will make you feel great. I had to rhyme there. Um, and Thank you for that new perspective, really, because I always think about singles because that's what I do for a living. But I have had the feedback from people. Even my mom and dad loved the book. It was so cute. They genuinely were like, everyone should read this book. This is a book about life. It's not just about dating. So thank you for that feedback. I think it's great. I really thought that you brought an elevated language to creating your relationship plan. I really liked what you had to say about that. And I really liked that you just had, I think you've just combined many fields together. I think you've, you've sort of given people what they need <laughs> to know about like, don't necessarily get if Hey girls, you like the bad boys. Okay. Guess what? Mm -hmm. The title probably they says don't it. <laughs> don't worry if it's boring. <laughs> Try another date, get to know them. Yeah. It's boring. Just means your anxiety hasn't been triggered. That's a good thing. <laughs> keep going. You yeah. Know, you I know what? That. If a relationship, yeah, if a relationship meets your needs and if you're being treated beautifully and you're not feeling excited, sit with it for a while and see if you can get comfortable. Because, you know, how many times have you had amazing chemistry with someone and where is that person now? And how did that end? Right? So sometimes, you know, it's really truly, it's almost like a formula. If you know how you want to be treated and insist on being treated well, and you want to have your needs met, you know, somebody might not be your partner, but you're getting closer every time when you stick to those boundaries and those goals. I found that, you know, I had like two or three short-term relationships with wonderful men. And then I met my husband because I, I held those boundaries. I knew what I needed and I really can't, you know, stress enough how important that is. You don't just think about, you know, what someone looks like on paper. You have to pay attention to how do they make you feel? Am I feeling anxious or relaxed? Am I feeling valued and heard and seen and cared for? Or am I feeling like I'm just, you know, I don't know, a second, uh, you know, a, a second thought, you know, am I feeling, so I teach my clients that when they're choosing a partner, they need to think of themselves as the dream job. And this this is, look, you are all about business. If I had a beautiful dream, a job, I had an, I was the CEO of an organization and I had this coveted job that everybody was lining up for. Okay. And someone came to the interview and they showed up late or they didn't act like they were excited about it. Or they asked me to drive to them for the interview. Like there's so many, <laughs> there's so many ways you could use this, this analogy. If someone's not treating you like he wants the job more than anything, why on earth would you consider him when there are so many people out there who want the job? So that, you know, you have to really value yourself and think of yourself as the dream job and then have the highest expectations about how you are treated when you are dating and in your relationship, because there's, there are a lot of people who want the job. The only one who gets it is the one who really deserves it, who works hard, who shows you they're excited, who does all the things, right? So I hope that your listeners appreciate that analogy because it really, really works. Oh, I love it. And yes, listeners, you are the dream job. You are 
worthy of a relationship that is healthy, that makes you feel happy, where you feel like you're being loved right. And the person that you meet is also going to be the dream job. They are also worthy of a relationship that makes them feel healthy and happy and like they're loved right. And I hope that this podcast episode brings you one, how about three, like 300 steps, many, many leaps closer to having that. uh, Because I can tell you that after reading Michelle's book, that just started me on a journey that has helped me improve my relationships across the board with everyone in my life. And Michelle, I haven't even, we've had a few chances to chat, uh, you know, through Messenger, but that book, I have upgraded my relationships across the board. And I know that reading that book, it took me time. I had a journal. I had a, listeners, the call notes are, the, the, the side of the book is not going to be enough for you. You're going to read the book. You're going to need a journal just for the book. Okay. You're going to need the pen. Um, and and you're going you're gonna to improve every relationship in your life. Now, Michelle's business is helping ladies find a man. And so I know that some of the listeners of this podcast are going to want to find out where your book is and, and different things about you, Michelle. So of course we'll have it in the show notes, but can you just take the listeners through now of, of where they can find you and what more they can do with you? Thank you. First of all, that's really beautiful. And, And you know, when you write a book and I know you're an author and your book impacts someone in a positive way and they share that with you, that's very touching. So I'm really, really happy that my book impacted you that way and your friendships and your relationships. That's awesome. Um, yes, if you would like to um, get my book and um, I'd be happy to give you the book for free, just go to michellesbook.com. That's pretty easy and it's Michelle with two L's. So go to michellesbook.com and you can download it for free. You could read it 15 minutes from now if you want to. And then also, if you want to reach out to me in terms of getting some help with your dating and relationships, you can go to michellejacoby.com. And um, I would be happy to hear from you. I would be thrilled, actually. I'd be love to help you come up with your dating plan so that you can find your person. Amazing. And definitely check her out, too, because I know if uh, ladies, if you're trying to figure out what to wear on dates and whether you're in a relationship or not, you can still have those hot dates. Go check out awesome things to wear on dates. I will make sure the links are below so you can go check out everything Michelle is up to right now. Michelle, thank you for joining me today. This has just been a joy. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Thinking Vitamins podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, comment, follow, and come to thinkingvitamins.com where you can sign up to get our newsletter and additional free training. 